five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, your premier source for everything to do with the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce, the voice coming to you not so live, live right now, but recorded tomorrow, joined virtually by Sam at another Sam Chan and Ani at Ani Strife. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks for having us, Chris. It's uh, really a pleasure to be here. Your call will be the next call we take. <laughs> Your call is very important to us. Please stand by. You are number 363 in queue. Oh, that's, yeah. that's not bad. That's DPS style, man. <laughs> man, it, it's it's definitely silly season. I mean, the fact that we're starting off our podcast like we are is, I think, indicative of how things are going in the, in the world of the Overwatch League. Although, I guess, you know, in fairness, we've got news on both teams that we're going to talk about this week. And... There are still things going on in the league itself, but it is kind of, kind of silly season, for lack of a better descriptor. Is is there a non-silly season for Overwatch League? Well, there's, I think, a variety of silly seasons. We're like silly season stage five. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, if you're the Dallas field, this is like championship season, the off season, right? Oh, no kidding. Yeah, we'll get into that because they've essentially decided they want to win next season. Mm. Are we going to cover the Dallas Fuel as well now? Like, a- you know, we'll consider it. <laughs> yeah, we should. I mean, can you can you redo our logo so that it represents Vancouver, the Fuel? Oh, here we go. Trump? Just assigning so, tasks. That's all it is about. <laughs> no, but I think I think we, we can we can throw like sort of like the need flame some more blue. Into the <laughs> towers have or... do, they have, do they even have like a? a tower in dallas I, I know they have like a sky yeah. but like it's uh, it, it, i mean it's it's um it's they have a, there is a, a tower in the dallas cityscape but it doesn't stand out like the um, oh, lookout have, or or the cn tower does no I'm, I'm seeing it now it's uh the reunion tower so imagine science world right and put mm-hmm. it on a huge tall pillar that's exactly how it looks like Wait, like the science world. The science world is at the top of the. Pillar? Yeah, 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 yeah. Really? Okay, I was picturing a different. Uh, Five hundred sixty-one feet. Huh. Well, In it would air. kind of work, ish. It looks exactly like uh, the dome of Science World. So right now there are people trying to figure out what is, what is Science World. You got you got to Google this, and in fact, it's not called Science World anymore. I think it's oh, actually the Telus, called uh, World of Science. World of Science, brought to you by Telus. I mean the yeah. the reunion tower is pretty cool. It it looks like a giant matchstick. Yeah, now that you mention it, it does. Yeah, I guess oh. that's why it's the Dallas Field. You just light it all on fire. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Full oh, circle, geez. guys. We're always talking about <laughs> watch. But uh, no, we are not adding the fuel oh. to our podcast. Just one more thing before we we leave this topic. Uh, <laughs> Google the Leaning Tower of Dallas. <laughs> okay, I, I can't. I'm not going to Google the Leaning Tower of Dallas. We're, we're a professional yeah, podcaster. Right. <laughs> I, I would put that on the. Well, if if things go awry again, I'll put that on the logo for sure. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll title this week's episode "The Leaning Tower of Dallas" and, and see how that goes. <laughs> uh, 
But uh, no, we're uh, going to be talking about a hot rumor we've got about the Vancouver Titans. There's uh, some changes in uh, Toronto to discuss. A uh, former Titan shares a few thoughts and a whole lot's going on in the, uh, the league. So we'll get all to that. And uh, we've got an update because this past weekend was Extra Life Game Day. So I want to share a little bit of how Team RSP did. It's all coming up as we take ourselves directly to the payload. Moving the payload! Join me! If anyone happened to hang out with us on Saturday, tune in to the live stream uh, or possibly swing through the RSP Extra Life page or, or our social accounts, you know that we had a very successful Extra Life game day. I'm not going to you know, jump around this too much. We raised over $1,100 Canadian for Extra Life. That is phenomenal. Like I, I had a personal goal of, of 600 us, which equates to about what? 750, 800 uh, Canadian. And uh, our team goal was $1,500. And we almost got that. I mean, technically speaking, we could get there by year end. Extra life is a year long campaign, but in, in one day of, of uh, fundraising, we raised a ton of money uh, for, for Children's Miracle Network Hospitals, myself specifically, the BC Children's Hospital. And uh, I couldn't have done it without the, the two of you, Omni and Sam. I know Polar Bear was there. We had Siren uh, swing through. Uh, Jeff, Captain Austin joined Team RSP to, to take part. Uh, we had Michael swing through with a donation. Uh, Katrina and Marcus. I mean, there's so many people that, that contributed to the success and ultimately helped us raise money for, for sick, sick and injured kids. So I, I can't thank you all enough. I truly can't. Like I am, I am blessed to have the two of you as friends and really the greater community out there to support us. Um, I, I talk about this every second episode, it seems, but the community that we have is phenomenal. It's second to none. And I am so proud to, to be part of, of this group, but the community that we have here. So thank you. Uh, to the two of you, and thank you to everyone else as well. Beyond Extra Life, and actually just before Extra Life uh, game day took place, uh, a source of mine let us know of a hot rumor. Now, if you followed RSP since the beginning, I don't share every little piece of information that comes our way. There, there's sort of a, a, a scale that I apply to the information. One, how well do I know the source and in turn trust the information they're providing us? Two, how much does that information benefit sort of what our brand is? And it's to be the premier source. So there are a lot of things that I hear that I keep to myself. Um, but when it comes to something that I, I feel is very certain, that's when we share. So our history so far, we were the source that shared the Vancouver Titans name, the branding, the mascot, pretty much the logo. Everything to do with the Vancouver Titans before they revealed it, RSP was the first. Fast forward to this past week, and we shared that Agilities is likely on his way to the West Coast. I even dropped a Tron reference, talking about this old man's going to knock the sky and listen to the sound. I mean, I thought that was phenomenal because it sort of correlates me being old, and apparently Agilities to some is old, but he's really actually quite young. It also, I think, goes to Brend, and this is what we've been talking about as a podcast. We're not the only ones out there that have suggested it, but I think we're the ones who've been sort of beating this drum. The Vancouver Titans as an organization seem to be embracing the fact that they want to connect to a, a more regional or local market 
And one of the mechanisms to do that is to sign players that they can tell a, a local story about. Now, Agility is not a local kid per se, but he's Canadian. And if there's one thing that the team suggested they would do is support Canadian esports. So is it official yet? No. So anyone DMing me asking me if it's official, it's not. We're a podcast. But how certain am I that this is going to happen? Let's just say that this source, there's no reason to distrust, but ultimately they probably know a lot more than, than most. So have at it. Lock yeah, it I, mean, I think, I think I'm going to lock it in I and mean, he hasn't said anything yet. Uh, I actually joined his stream the day that we shared the rumor and him and his community spent more time talking about uh, body wash, shampoo, conditioner, and DMCA. Wow. After all of this, it sounds as credible as just seeing Agilities himself just signing that contract just as much. I think so. In fact, <laughs> you need, you need a witness, right? Chris is probably there. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's crashing at my place. You know, I've, I've given him a place to, to quarantine, but no, I mean, it, it it's, I, there's so many dots that I feel are, are, are made to these different connections that adds credibility to Agilities coming out West. We know there's limited likelihood of him returning to Toronto. I, I won't say it's impossible because we're going to talk about that in a moment. But I kind of feel that Agilities and his, uh, you know, point in his career, Vancouver provides him the greatest opportunity to continue being a professional Overwatch League player, at least at the top level. That's not to suggest there might not be other teams, but it just makes a lot of sense on so many levels. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, he's a great flex DPS, and if again G Meta does uh, come around, he kind of uh, helps his team and elevates them. So if he is signed, I will get a Genji One Trick Smurf account, and I will name it Lack of Agilities. I'll be, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with my homage to that uh, signing. Little oh, bit also, agile. Yeah, just a bit. Oh, and also a shout out to Mentally Stable Man for sharing this tweet on uh, competitive Overwatch subreddit. It kind of blew up. I'm like looking at the news and they're like, oh, ready, set, pwn. Imagine me finding out that rumor from gossip on competitive Overwatch before hearing it from the man himself. So, well, I'm okay. I, too much time on Reddit. I was going to say, you're spending more time on Reddit than you are in our Twitter. Discord. Or, and or on Twitter. That's probably true. Like I, I shared it. So our patrons got the news first. I shared it with our patrons. Well, I'm um, not I then, a patron. I'm not well, paying you. Well, no, but I'm giving you me. access to the patron chat on, on RSP Discord. Mm-hmm. It then hit Twitter. It then was shared to the greater RSP community in, in Discord. Uh, we dropped it in Titans Court. We dropped it in Defiant Court. So it's not as if I hadn't gone and dropped it you know, every which way to Sunday. Uh, once it made Reddit, there was a conversation about it, but what I, you know, just talking about Reddit, one of the things I find interesting is that RSP on Reddit has had sort of, I wouldn't say a rocky history, but there's always these doubters like, oh, who's RSP? They're just some random guys, which is true. We're just three random guys. Pretty Um, point. Yeah. But this one, it's like, oh, RSP said it. There's some truth here. No one was questioning who are these guys? What are their sources? Except for like this one person that was DMing me on Twitter, like, hey, what's your source? And I try, try to explain, that's not how this works. We don't just go and say, oh, we were talking to uh, Nate Manzer and he filled me in the 411. I mean, they asked nicely. so That's true. That's true. 
But so, uh, so it was it, Nate Manzer? It was totally Nate Manzer, yeah. Totally Nate Manzer. I he think Nate Manzer was the guy that was asking. <laughs> it could be too. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but yeah, uh, it might happen. It might not. But I'm 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 banking hard here. I think Agility's is coming out to to Vancouver. Uh, going out east to the Toronto Defiant. Uh, just after our last episode, because again, the Defiant have totally embraced podcast lore and uh, share big news on Wednesdays. Uh, they announced that Allbless is departing. Uh, he is or was the GM in Toronto. It's not hard to believe that that may be taking place or is taking place because of how we saw KDG and uh, his um, job description sort of built. It felt like very GM-ish to us. Um, but still, it, you would think one would happen before the other, not mm. after the fact. So uh, that's definitely a big change. And there's no indication as to whether or not the Defiant are looking to re- uh, higher for that position, I'm going to suggest they're not. But, you know, again, they'll let us know on Wednesdays after we've recorded an episode. Yeah. The other big news out east is the Toronto Defiant have re-signed Main Tank Beast. Now, you might be wondering, didn't he already play for the Defiant? He totally did. He was actually one of the players they released. And at the time... I mean, in fact, us on this podcast, in, in all the various discords, and many others suggested that the sort of release of players did not indicate that they were completely done. And Toronto, specifically Adam Adamu, had made, you know, strong mention that we're going to try these players out. They might come back. It's just, you know, this is the business. And that's, I think, what occurred. Whatever contract Beast had had at the time did not make the same amount of sense to bring him back on. And in turn, Toronto had this idea that they were going to go and and sort of r- not run back the roster they had. They were going to make some changes, Logics being the only player that they, they kept. So since then, they've been scrimming and trialing a number of players. This I know for certainty. And, you know, Agility is being one of the players that also has, has scrimmed and trialed for Toronto. But uh, at this point, at least, Beast is the only player that we know of that'll be going back or staying in Toronto, depending on your perspective. I like the kid. I think he has potential. Yep. You're talking about me or you're talking about beast? (laughs) Well, Sam, you're not really a kid anymore. Hmm. In my mind, I am. I'm about to go pro next year. Well, I I said that last year. I'll, I'll support you. I pledge not to call you trash. Yeah, as long as long as that arthritis doesn't kick in, <laughs> there, there is a chance. <laughs> but no, like I think another year will do do beast good. Uh, I've mentioned it a couple times on the show already that that it's good. It's always good to have what we call like project players with with high potential, right? Um, and you know, Toronto's got theirs. Yeah, yeah I agree. And in in all reality, there talking about there being a two or three year plan. I mean, Adam talked about this on CA Overwatch. And if that's the case, a player like Beast, I feel fits well into a longer term plan. Toronto obviously wants success, but they're wanting to build to that instead of sort of, again, the approach that Vancouver Titans took the first season. Let's buy the success. It didn't work out. And now they're starting from, well, I wouldn't say ground zero. They sort of hit that reset button hard during the middle of this past season. 
but they are starting well behind a team like the Defiant and, and many other teams within the Overwatch League that are are making similar changes. Yeah, it feels to me a little bit like uh, the Shredlock re-signing because both tanks uh, were pretty new to the scene and, and mm-hmm. yet they did have their uh, ups and downs, but I guess both teams decided to uh, focus on the ups and proceed with, with said main tanks. Difference, though, is the Titans elected to keep Shredlock, whereas the Defiant released him only to bring him back. Yeah, but that those are technicalities, so... Sure, true, true. Um, speaking of Titans, um, Karkar, who is a former Vancouver Titan, has officially retired from the professional Overwatch League scene. It is unfortunate that, you know, a, a young kid is retiring from a, a game that... Uh, he or or she were to to love, but in this particular case, Karkar, well, he said he does not feel that Overwatch is in a good space, um, and he has not had fun the last few months. Now, I interpreted him his saying he had not had fun with the game or in the last few months as specific to the game, although you could argue it was the experience with the Vancouver Titans fun when you're getting beat on a, the regular basis, maybe <laughs> not. But uh, Karkar is an interesting, uh, you know, experiment in my mind. There are so many people out there that feel he was the best player on the Titans. And yet, if you listen to our podcast, I think the three of us quite consistently felt that he didn't seem to fit. And he, Mm -hmm. you know, if we were to say the best, we would probably say Shockwave and Dalton. KSA to some extent, Rolf to some extent, right? Um, But I can't remember us saying anything about Karkar outside of Brig. Yeah, I think I, uh, the comments that he said about uh, having less fun with the, with the process were Brig jail, literally for him. Mm -hmm. And he was, I think at the time uh, offered a spot on Atlanta rain and he chose uh, to proceed with school, I believe. Um, but then he kind of came back through the Titans path, uh, onto the league. And a lot of people, like you said, say that with him, it was probably a matter of fit more than anything else, more than skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, all in all, I think he has still potential to succeed somewhere, but if he chooses to retire, I, I just hope that the, the recent season wasn't too harsh for him because like you said, uh, it was often, uh, you know, at the end of a lot of the criticisms that, uh, where, you know, attached to the Titans play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this situation where we constantly repeat that, it was impossibly difficult for a lot of players to just, you know, drop into tier one and suddenly expect them to win all, um, at least half of their games. And yeah, I wish him the best with his next endeavor, really. Whether it be school or yeah. or another game, I mean, I think if I understand correctly, he's going to be focusing on school. Which, if there are kids listening, good choice is an, ex- is an extremely good choice. <laughs> you know, like, I, I I I encourage you to chase your dreams, but education should always always be a priority. Yeah, what's, what's the Overwatch League minimum? Uh, salary now $50,000 yeah, yeah you, you can get that through school too <laughs> well I mean let's be honest though at least at least when you're when you're 17 or 18 if you can make 50k I think that's oh, pretty that's, 
pretty yeah, good coin. Yeah, I guess. Um, and if you were to like, you know, I mean, we're a little off the rails here, but if you think about it, if you're an Overwatch League pro and you, for let's say two or three years, make the league minimum, that's a good nest egg. If you use the money smart during those three years to then put yourself through, you know, university or college, um, mm-hmm. and you know, to whatever that next step would be. The problem, I think, and I, I won't claim to know with certainty, but I feel based on some of the things I see in here, is that the, it is a lot of money, and maybe some expenses are are incurred that don't necessarily line up to being too smart with the coin at the time. So you start to then need the job, where you need to, you know, be a esports pro or you need to be that content creator not because it is the job to have it's the job that you know to do and it yeah you know it's not like you have as many doors opening you gotta feed the kids and pay off the mortgage right well that's what i'm told my wife tells me that (laughs) each and every day those are optional eating's overrated yeah speaking of uh oh sorry feed the mortgage and pay the kids. Yeah. Well, speaking of feeding the mortgage, the Vancouver Titans announced that they have partnered with the Toronto Dominion bank, TD bank. This might be, uh, learning some bells because the Toronto defiant had already partnered with TD bank. Now when Toronto partnered with TD bank, they just slapped the Toronto defiant logo TD onto green and white, the TD bank branding. And it made sense. The Vancouver Titans partner with TD Bank, and they just use the TD Bank logo because, well, the Titan doesn't really work. But there's a couple. Talk about a financial monopoly in the realm of Canadian Overwatch. I bet RBC and BMO are in shambles right now. Yeah. Well, this is so. This is the thing I was thinking about. Like, okay, TD Bank. It's an interesting play here. TD Bank getting in to the esports scene with both Canadian Overwatch League franchises has me wondering a number of things. First and foremost, is TD Bank viewing this as a mechanism of making inroads to a younger audience? Banks, you know, ultimately want your business. And one of the ways that they did it back when I was a young kid was they were on campus looking to help you open up an account to put your student loan into. And we, you know, they'd give you the credit cards and, what have you like that's they wanted to get you early as a student because you were less likely to then shop around times have changed it's a lot easier to shop around your banking needs so i could see this as being the means to do it there's another thing though and it has me wondering if from a financial perspective the banks specifically td in this scenario has evaluated an opportunity to tie their brand to something that they feel is going to succeed canadian banks notoriously hold their checkbooks close and only provide marketing money to something that does only a handful of things. One, really good for brand. Two, really good for brand recognition. Or three, uh, good means of marketing outside of a a, a more common way of, of getting their brand recognized. But they don't go and bank, you know, pardon the pun, on bad opportunities. They're cheap like that. So for the TD Bank to partner with both teams has me thinking they see something about these two franchises and potential. Doesn't guarantee success, but that's sort of what has me pondering. I mean, the other opportunity is, you know, the sarcastic 
um, thought of, well, RBC, CIBC, and all the other Canadian banks that might be over Laurentian were like, why would we want to invest here? And TD was like, yeah, we'll slap a logo on it and here's 20 bucks. Yeah, I don't know. The latter. We'll give you no dings on uh, two ATM uh, withdrawals. Both both theories are valid, but uh, is what it is. I mean, it's it's not unusual when you think about traditional sports. Like, I'll uh, the Toronto Defiant are partnered with Bell, but Bell is Is partnered with like I think all three major league soccer teams in Canada. (laughs) Uh, You know, like that Rogers is an example. Rogers has slapped their name on nearly every you know NHL arena in Canada, like Vancouver, Edmonton, um, I guess yeah. not Toronto, but like, like these big brands are, are, are not exclusive to a particular team. So why would esports be any different in Canada? Imagine how it would look like if in Overwatch, every time you leave a spray, the one before it wouldn't disappear. So you would just have the entire maps covered with, with sprays. So that's kind of how it is with uh, Bell and, and Rogers. In pretty, in pretty much. <laughs> yeah pretty much uh well we're going to take ourselves a short break here from pushing this payload along before we dive into the fray Unlike weeks past, there hasn't been as many changes in our rundown here. I uh, typed in a few more changes because that's actually all it it has been. So rapid fire, there have only been a handful of quote unquote cuts. Uh, Boston, they cut Jerry. Washington, well, they retired Ark. And the Guangzhou charge cut Shu, Nero, and Happy. That said, Jerry wasn't out of work for too long. He's now in Washington. Shu also found himself a new opportunity. He's signed with the LA Gladiators. The Shanghai Dragons traded Fearless over to the Dallas Fuel. The Dallas Fuel also signed Jeski or Jexy. I still to this day don't know how to pronounce that because it throws me off. Uh, the Gladiators also signed Muse. And just moments ago, the Guangzhou Charge signed Kareev. So for anyone who thought, oh, if Agilities is coming to Vancouver, so is Kareev, that dream has been shattered. Though you might argue, well, if Kareev goes to the Charge, maybe Agilities does too. I I tend not to think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dallas and Gladiators especially are, are looking way better than last season, at least on paper. Uh, gladiators are heavily, heavily, heavily rumored to have another signing, signing coming. They just came out with a tweet with someone who could help, uh, um, space with the beat with his, uh, rapping or something like that. So <laughs> beat goes to Lucio and Lucio is heavily implying that uh, moth is probably signing there. That's at least what the rumors say. That just, you know, there are teams that, are, are making moves early on that potentially 
readjust the entire, you know, yep. competitive nature of the league. And I'm, you know, we've talked about this a couple episodes now. We don't know when the next season's going to start. So there is no hurry to get into the market and sign someone right away if you don't need to. But then, you know, the fuel and the gladiators are like, well, we're not going to wait for this. We're going to go and make things happen. Yeah. doesn't guarantee success, but, you know, I, I look at what's going on in the fuel and, and they are, pardon the pun, literally on fire. Yeah. Uh, like you said, there is no hurry, but there is hurry if it's a hot commodity and if it's a really, you know, a desirable free agent to sign, you, you, you'd want to open the checking account and that's what some of the teams are doing right now. Oh, and Washington, I think, are ready for the triple hit scan meta if it ever comes uh, comes through. Well, you know, Washington uh, has made adjustments. There was some thought, oh, will Janu find his way back? Uh, will Stitch find his way back? At this point, I think Stitch and Janu are are not going to return to Washington uh, based on a couple of things. One, the players that Washington has signed, and two, when your current GM and pre comes out during stream and says essentially that uh, Janu and stitch are players that are only successful when the team around them is successful. Uh. It implies a hard carry, (laughs) which you know what? There might be some truth there because if we consider, you know, that runaway roster that existed in Vancouver was a hive mind, their success was predicated on the group being successful. Uh, And you know, broken apart has there really been any former player that has seen a lot of success maybe twilight but even then he found himself on the bench more than he ever did in vancouver uh someone might say well slime was successful in seoul but seoul rarely brought slime in to the picture uh arguably stitch and janu yeah Yeah, haxel new york didn't like well new york had a weird sort of experiment going on where they were gonna like well we need genji's the meta so we're gonna have seven of them (laughs) right like that that, that's kind of i mean i know i'm exaggerating but that's kind of how that felt uh and then you know someone would point out well, what about repel okay that different situation there that's a vancouver titan not a former runaway player well to the extent that i'm trying to use this description so yeah I, I, I'm genuinely intrigued as to, to how this will all play out. But again, who knows? Maybe we don't see Overwatch uh, uh, play until April, May, June. Who knows? Because we don't know any details. Uh, the fact that BlizzCon line is happening in February has me thinking we'll get more details then. Because like, why, why share the bulk of the information before your sort of showcase virtual event? Mm-hmm. I'm still hoping that Overwatch 2 launches in the next uh, <laughs> six weeks. Hold your hats. Yeah, I'm not holding them anymore. Speaking of Overwatch 2, I actually watched the, the trailer this weekend. It's such a good trailer. Like, you know, the, the videos that, you know, the Overwatch team puts out, I mean, let's say Activision Blizzard, but specifically Overwatch, they're really well done. I am genuinely surprised that Activision Blizzard have not figured out how to capitalize on creating either content for for television or for the you know big screen. I know they've tried uh, with their their studio, but that disconnect uh, should 
not, I mean, it, live action wasn't the space to get into. Yeah. But hey, I can only dream. But that that trailer is watching it again. The cinematic oh, one, yeah. Uh, like, uh, you know, where we think that uh, Winston, it might be game over for him because he's going to hold the line. And then outside of the whole truck coming flying through, which kind of was hokey, but <laughs> Reinhardt jumping out going, hammer down. Oh. Yeah, Blizzard are a whole other level compared to like in the game industry. Their games are pretty good too. (laughs) I think they should uh, keep on doing what they're doing. Well, you look at like, I'll use World of Warcraft, you know, um, Shadowlands is is out uh, pretty quick. The in-game cinematics that you're starting to see are really, really well done. I mean, I, I play, you know, Warcraft 3 Remastered and I remember sort of the cinematics back then with the technology back then wasn't bad. Now, though, with the technology as it is, they are they are almost real. Now, with a game like World of Warcraft, the struggle is you watch this in-game cinematic. You're like, oh, my goodness, look at the textures. And then you play the game. And you're like, I'm playing Minecraft. <laughs> well, it is pretty old. Well, you know, I mean, I, I, that's the struggle there. But at least with Overwatch, Overwatch has this sort of you know, newer engine, newer, newer textures. Right. And, and there's, there's a greater connection to it, but uh, how about a mechanism to better tell the lore? Uh, you know, there are, there are so many different ways that you can accomplish this in game, uh, you know, like Bungie with, with destiny and how they tried to accomplish it was one way. I don't feel with destiny when they did it well, destiny too, they tried to do a little bit better. It still struggled. Activision blizzard though, I think does it outside of the fact they, they trickle it out so slowly. I feel that they do provide good lore. It's just how can they capture that in game and make it more accessible? So that part, I think they need to explore, but I think they will uh, has they, uh, they did um, kind of allude to the fact that Overwatch two is going to focus more on uh, PVE. So a lot more like almost mm-hmm. the single player campaign. And, and it seems to be uh, from the release of, uh, the gameplay trailer and and a lot of the you know uh, skill trees and all and whatnot. There will definitely be a more focus on stuff like we're used to from you know the archives mission that are great. They are the characters are really interesting. The game looks good. The voice actors are incredible. So I I can't wait like yourself. I can't wait for more lore and single player content. Myself, I'm more of a single player um, gamer in the first place, like just overwatch is the only, um, esports that really clicked with me. And I guess that's why we didn't really see much because, uh, the foundation that overwatch is built upon is, is the competitive scene. And so it's, it's, it's a game that built from the ground up to be an esport and like a competitive, casual, semi-competitive scene. And now that the fundamentals of the gameplay itself are set, we can, you know, build on top of that and add a bit more content and story. So that's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Speaking of voice actors, what does a podcaster have to do to get Darren DePaul to join them for an episode? Mm-hmm. Sam, you got any connections? Omni? No people? I don't uh, even know who that is, to be honest okay. with you. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. You do not know who Darren DePaul is? No. Okay, I, I'm going to give you. Okay, first of all, it's a it's a voice actor for Overwatch. I'm going to give you one guess as to who Darren DePaul is. Um, I, I, think I, I think I figured it out. I think it's Tracer. 
Yeah, totally yeah. Tracer. Um, so Darren DePaul, I, I noticed he he has actually joined podcast, but the you know the voice I told like I need I need Reinhardt to simply say the words "ready, set, pwn," and I'd be set. But moreover, I, he just seems like a real fun guy. I mean, the voice actors for Overwatch seem like really fun people. Yeah, um, like the the Genji voice actor who actually plays Genji in game and streams and drops you know genji voice lines he's slowly learning how to play overwatch on live on stream but like mm-hmm. he'll like find a, a health pack he'll be like oh health pack i need healing i need healing i need healing <laughs> you know stuff like that like that that part i find I, I i find ingratiates me to the game i know there are some like oh the game is this it's dead it's that no nah, there's just there's something about the game for me that that sits in the special place that yeah. will always will always keep me coming back to it so long as it's available to play. But yeah, Darren DePaul, Sam, Omni, use those connections. Let's make this happen. I, I would, you know, this might be a you know, hot take here. If I had to choose between Jeff Kaplan and Darren DePaul, I take Darren. Get them both. Well, no, I mean, sure. I let's mean, get, get one, one on the podcast and for the other, right? That's how it works. Yeah, yeah. True, sure. true, true. I imagine they they have each other's you know cells. Um, but uh, speaking of of guests, uh, we're in the process of lining up a couple of guests for upcoming episodes. There will be a return of the meta. So the meta is going to be again for those that don't remember a fan focused segment where we talk about fans of the Vancouver Titans and the Toronto Defiant. And one, why do they support the team they do? What did they think about the, the season or seasons past? And what do they see the future as being? Uh, we're going to run that likely on a monthly basis. So look for a return of the meta in short order. We're also transitioning our podcast production to bi-weekly. If you've been around from the get-go, you know that this is taking place in the off-season as it has in years past. This season's no different. The idea being is that there is much less news to share, uh, but that's not to suggest that we don't show up with special episodes. If either the Vancouver Titans, the Toronto Defiant, or the League share some earth-shattering news, we're not going to make you wait two weeks to hear our thoughts on it. We'll record something in the interim. That being said, based on this cadence, that gives us only a handful of episodes left for the rest of 2020. So if you're keeping track at home, pull those calendars out now. You'll look for an episode to go live, obviously, tomorrow or today, that being November 11th, which is Remembrance Day uh, here in Canada. We'll then have an episode on November 25th, followed by an episode on December 9th. And then our last episode of 2020 will be on December 23rd. We then kick things off in the new year on January 6th and likely bi-weekly until such time as BlizzCon Line or some big news were to, to shake things out on the side of the Overwatch League. That doesn't mean we're not around. You can obviously join the conversation in RSP Discord. That's uh, discord.io slash readysetpwn. We're going to be on social at readysetpwn on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And we will share what we can. And if we do get any more hot rumors, again, I'll uh, I'll pound the sky and listen to the sound and, and get them out to you as soon as I can. Omni and I have been kicking around this idea of recording more fun stuff, not Overwatch League related, but something for our community to tune into. So we're going to kick that around. We might get something out short, 
form. Uh, maybe it's about video games. Maybe it's Sam telling us about uh, where to get all the greatest, uh, you know, takeout because that's what we have to do these days. We're kind of in lockdown again out <laughs> west. But uh, no, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna have a little bit of fun. And if there are any ideas that you have that you would love for the three yeah. of us to, to get into, please, please, please let us know. Why I mean, am I there? Good source on takeout, by the way. <laughs> Well, do you not know where to get the best takeout? Uh, depends what you want. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to suggest, like Omni, Omni I'm sure can. I'm sure I can too. But Sam, you're the guy who talks about food all the time. I guess that's fair. <laughs> In fact, of the three of us, who here has been eating more regularly when we record? On the podcast, yeah. yeah. Does that mean me the podcast eater? Well, you're the foodie. You literally oh, eat man. while you podcast. If my yeah. friends are listening to this, they're going to realize how sad we are that I'm the foodie in this group. <laughs> yeah, Tune in next week for an episode of Ready, Set, Foodie, where Sam goes to McDonald's. If, if you need some ramen advice, I'll, I'll definitely be an expert, but like not a general idea or, or like general cuisine foodie, no. But uh, the point being... We'll have some short form stuff and uh, we'll obviously share it with the community. We're around. It's just that when it comes to the Overwatch League, there's only so much one can talk about when there is only so much news to share. So plus we need to give ourselves a, a break once in a while, get the, the batteries recharged to, to come at you hard and heavy next season. Again, there's a reason why we're the premier source of everything to do with Toronto Divine and Vancouver Titans because we work hard and, uh, to make sure we we knock 2021 out of the park, we're just going to take this additional time uh, to recover from what was a crazy year. Aww. So here we are wrapping up another solid episode. But uh, what final words of wisdom do the two of you have to share with all of our listeners? Um, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll say a ramen thing. <laughs> uh, Marutama just opened a spot in Richmond and they have the best chicken broth in the metro region. So there we go. I think we're gonna have to check that out. Yep. Sam. As for me, I just want to remind everyone that we actually won as the Vancouver Titans won the championship, uh, two years ago in season two, because I stopped the count. Yeah. I don't know how to follow that, Sam. If you know, uh, you know. As for me, I uh, I simply ask that everyone stay safe. I know I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. Um, the last thing I would want to, to hear about is anyone in our community that might be suffering you know, through everything that's going on right now. That said, if you are, please don't hesitate to, to reach out to us. Anyone in our community is more than willing to provide the support that, that you need um, to pull the curtain back on, on me. Even uh, last week, I wasn't in a, in a good mental space to the point that I had considered not taking part in extra life game day. I felt that I, uh, well, I wasn't sleeping. I didn't feel motivation to do much of anything. I was not happy and uh, thankfully had an opportunity to to talk to people in an RSP discord, whether it was by text or, you know, on the, on the Friday night when uh, Baker and, and uh, polar bear and I were, were just, you know, shooting the proverbial. It was something that I needed to, to 
help myself put that foot in front of the other. So please, if anyone is, is feeling something similar, don't hesitate to reach out to, to any of us, anyone in RSP Cord or someone. Um, again, we're all here to, to provide that support. And quite frankly, it's the, the least that we can do. So on behalf of myself, Chris at Lightforce, Sam at another Sam Chan, Omni at Omnistrife. Those two words, catchphrase. Thank you.